Okay, everyone, we're going to start. Uh, we're live. Thanks for joining us live. We'll do our, our whole thing in just a second. But uh, we've got to start off, as always, with the Moonshine Jesus theme song. Uh, and so Mark's going to put it up to the microphone here. Do the best we can. Here we go. And if you know it, you can sing it. Yeah, please sing along. Well, hello and welcome. Well, they wanted, they liked the song so much they wanted to do it twice. Uh, we welcome you to the live recording of the Moonshine Jesus Show. We are coming to you, for those who are watching online, from the Uptown Tavern in San Diego. Beautiful weather today. We are here with the University Christian Church, my co-host church. They have been fantastic host of us already and have made sure that we had this available for us so that we can do a live show. Caleb and I only get to do this twice a year and it's our favorite show because we get to do it in person and there's so much more energy, it's so much more fun. We also want to remind you that the show itself is brought to you by ProgressiveChristianity.org. I want to say it again, Progressive ProgressiveChristianity.org. It is a fantastic place for all kinds of resources for progressive Christianity. We really hope that those who listen to the show will take the time to go there, to look around, find some resources you like, and subscribe. We have some newsletters you can subscribe to there as well. Uh, Caleb, I'm excited today to talk to you about, we're going to be talking about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of yeah. fun. And as always, we have to warn you, if you haven't seen Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which, are we going to spoil them, you think? Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. We're, we're going to spoil it. it. We're going to tell you everything about it. We will spoil yep. it, spoil mm -hmm. it, spoil it. If you yep. don't like spoilers, you should probably just pause now, come back and listen to this later uh, because we enjoy spoiling it, quite frankly. Yes. It's a lot of fun. It's yep. a lot of fun. Uh, before we do that, though, we do need to get on to our drinks. It is a, 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 a themed drink, usually. So we, we're at a tavern where we kind of, we're working with their menu. Yes. And so uh, since it wasn't a perfectly themed. Right drink although yeah. we, we also have some some really nice uh old fashions here so we do yep japanese whiskey we have yeah. started off with water to honor aquaman yes so here's to aquaman and aqua cheers cheers everybody cheers, everybody <laughs> all right well we're going to get started with the show uh for those of you who are or maybe are not as familiar with the show we're going to start off with letting our geek flags fly we're going to have a lot of fun kind of geeking out about Aquaman. We won't spend too much time doing that. We're going to move straight on from that into a theopolitical discussion of some of the themes that pulled up in the show. So, with that said, uh, we're going to drop our theme song one more time and come back on the other side and geek out just a little bit. Oh, you all know this now. Well, welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. You know, I was thinking the last time we were together, 
Randy, who wrote that song, was with us. I we know. were in North Carolina. Yep. And Jim, you were there with us, and Absolutely. you all remember what was happening. The, the oh, wind was blowing. What a, what a, it's a whole different story in San Diego than it was in that open field in central North Carolina. That's right. <laughs> yeah, people's tents were blowing over and all that. I'm glad we're inside today. Yes. <laughs> so today we are talking about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Woo. the latest DC Universe movie. Uh, and the, the final DCEU universe. That's right. Movie. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's not just another one. It this is the final the one up. in the DCEU. So if you're less familiar with that, the DCEU is the DC Comics Extended Universe, and it's all the movies that DC Comics produces. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all mm -hmm. and. They've had a pretty hard time over the yeah, last decade, I would mean, you say? There's, there's only, what, been only a handful of movies uh -huh. that kind of stood out as good movie-making, honoring the actual comics and the heroes and feeling like they were doing something, everything, going somewhere, uh, providing some connective tissue for you. What, I mean, you can't call something a universe and then provide so little connective tissue between any of the pieces that happened. We had some crossover and some yeah. effect, but it never felt like it was consequential in any way, I thought. I, th I think you're right. I think the, the DCEU was, uh, was uh, a flop. It, it really was kind of a flop. It, it was. was. It was an attempt to mirror Marvel's well, success, the, right? The MCU, yeah. Yeah, and, and they were much more successful. So in this segment, we, we like to let our geek flags fly, as Mark said. And so we talk a little bit about the geekiness uh, of the show that we're watching. And then we talk about theology and politics. And so, Mark, I, I agree. I, uh, so this is the second Aquaman. Right. And the final one. And, you know, um, I'm curious, Mark. This, this film was a little divisive which has been a pattern we've seen recently. Okay. So the critics uh, didn't like it. Right. And the audience did. So yep. it has a 35% fresh rating from critics <laughs> and an 81% fresh rating Makes by no the audience. Why? What's up? What's going on with that? And who's right? I mean, I'll be honest. I've gotten to the point that I just don't pay attention to critics anymore because they're, they're not interested in the art of – critiquing an art form. They're interested in getting clicks and getting people who show up and look at the ads so they can make money. And so, I, you know, it, it's in some ways, it's better. Like, if a movie is really good, if everybody's saying, what a great movie, I enjoy it, if that, all the cr critics are saying that, then they're just going to divide it up. But the ones who take the far kind of hard line, oh, I know you think it was a great movie, but, man, here's the reasons it really sucked. Like, yeah. That's where everyone's going to go, well, that's unusual. Maybe I'll go check that out. And, and I think that we've seen it go to the extreme where they all have taken it, and so everyone's just critiquing it and not really paying attention to, you know, a movie doesn't have to be Oscar-worthy to be a good movie. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just want to spend two hours with a little escapism and enjoying having a fun, right? Like, on a roller coaster ride, whatever it is. Just yeah. enjoy yourself. And uh, I, think, I think the critics are kind of forgetting that Having fun matters. That's right. Sometimes you just want to see people swimming and fighting bad guys right. in the ocean, and that's yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, that's I wake enough. up most morning going, gosh, I wish I could see some folks swimming and fighting bad guys and talking to octopus. Yeah. Well, I mean, why yeah, not? Pretty much. Why not? Yeah, okay. Most so, mornings. So I think that I think this was a pretty good movie, but I don't think it was as good as the first one. Mm. And I, I think there are some reasons for that, in my opinion. Huh. But I want to I bring up the elephant in the room. Which is Amber Heard. Yeah. So she had a significantly reduced 
role in this film. Mm. Do you think that was the right choice or the wrong choice based on the things that were going on in her personal life, Johnny Depp, right. all the controversy? What do you think? You know, it's so hard. We, we've got kind of, a, a, I'm not going to say the same thing, but a, a mirror to a degree going on in the MCU, at least in terms of their relationship with the Republic, of saying the Republic, with the public, in terms of saying, okay, we're not going to completely shut her out, mm-hmm. but we are going to reduce her role because we're still trying to understand everything that went on and trying to we, – we don't want to, to um, make so many of our listeners – does terrible. come in and save Aquaman like three times, but right. she doesn't it's have quick. many lines even. Yeah. It's a very reduced part. Well, it, I will say it sounds like what went on at the studio was that they, there was talk of – almost not having her in the movie at all. Right. And so they did kind of try to bring her back in more than they were, but I'm completely with you. They, they under you. I mean, you got Amber Heard and Nicole Kidman. Yes. Who, whose you, role was also reduced. That's right? what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. you've got... Really, uh, the performances were, were good. I think people were pretty committed. But yeah. I think in, in that role, I think you're right. I, I think that he was yeah. not invested in it. It was like he didn't want to do it. So... I want to talk about comic book movies in general. Is anyone out there who all is a comic book fan? We got comic you book are, fans. Yeah, Excellent. they're comic right. book fans. Enough. Okay, good. So, if you are and you were a DC Comics fan, you know that Aquaman was kind of the laughing stock of DC Comics, mm-hmm. right? This blonde-headed white dude who talks to fish. I mean, that's <laughs> not. I mean, that's not really right. a, a character that you really are, are identifying with, and. When Jason Momoa got the call to be Aquaman, he was like, who? You, you want me to be Aquaman? I, I'm not Aquaman. And so what he did was completely reinvent the role, right? He, his dad was a native Hawaiian, so mm-hmm. he has uh, native ancestry. And he really kind of reinterpreted. But uh, the DCEU really needs to do the same. We've got to yeah. see these characters. We've seen these characters. We understand them. We've, it, it's time for something new. Yeah, um, we've kind of played it out. We're seeing it a little bit in the energy of folks' willingness to come to the movies and watch these superhero shows. I think part of the reason why they're floundering some—well, one—is because they've stopped trying to make good movies. They just yeah. try to be formulaic and, and right. run their way through them and make a bunch of money and make a bunch of money. <laughs> right. But I, I think they ne- they need to reinvent why these heroes are out there, what they're doing. They need to make them more relevant to the world that we're in and the way that that uh, things happen in in cur- currently. And and we're going to talk about one of the issues I have with all of superhero movies, and I'd love to see them reinvent that in our next segment. Uh, I'm, I'll point out this particular area that I think that we desperately, if we want the world to improve, we desperately need to reinvent one of the tropes that's in DCU. Uh, MCU, all of them, and we'll we'll, we'll get to that uh, on the next segment. Yeah, and I, I, I think you're right. I think it's important for these comic book characters not to continue to be in the 1940s ish. Pretty much, you yeah. know. And I, I think it's uh, the, the power of comic books is that they help us to um to to understand the world. It's just like Greco-Roman myths or yes, something like that. Right. They, they help us to understand the world in which we live. It's a way to make social commentary in a way that feels approachable and fun. And I think that that needs to continue to adapt. Mm-hmm. And I I appreciate the win becomes Daddy Aquaman. Aquadad. Aqua da- oh, that's <laughs> in this movie, the baby is his kryptonite. Hmm. Like it is the thing that he's willing to like Sacrifice everything yeah. for him because yeah. he, he does, and, and you can hurt him through it because of how deeply he cares yeah. for this child. And we didn't have that edge of Aquaman in the way 
Do villains always hide out in volcanoes? <laughs> what is that about? All right. Yeah, yeah for right. whatever or reason. Green or, or sometimes purple. Sometimes purple. Yeah. 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 So we saw both of those in Aquaman. Hey, this has been fun geeking out. I want you all to be thinking, everyone who's here in the room, yes. about what questions you might be able to stump us with for the Make Me Look Stupid segment. That's coming up after our next segment where we're going to dive into theology and politics. So let's take a quick break, and let's come back, and Mark will lead us in that. All right, welcome back to the Moonsign Jesus Show, where we can't get enough of the theme song. Uh, we are pleased to have you back, uh, those that are listening online, for our Theopolitico segment. Uh, Caleb, I, I mentioned that there was part of what goes on in superhero movies that I think needs to be reinvented, and we see uh, an example of it in Aquaman. You know, ultimately, in Aquaman, they solved the um, Yes, uh, that um, uh, one of the one of the things that we find in the Gospels is that Rome wanted to achieve peace through conquest. Absolutely, and that you know the Roman peace. I say this all the time at the church that the Roman peace, the great Pax Romana, was only <coughs> Pax if you were Romana, right? Exactly. The way that they achieved peace was through conquest and violence. Absolutely. And so the message of Jesus was not that, was that peace didn't come through violence. It didn't right. come through conquering people. Instead, it came through uh, justice. It was peace through justice, right? Through right. ensuring that everyone had enough. And so I, I appreciate that message in the Gospels. And so I think that in terms of Gaza, um, one of the things that that we see is genocide. Oh, you massive. Know? Yeah, a, a, a massive genocide. And I think that I think that that media outlets have dropped the ball. I think that political parties have dropped the ball. Yeah. And that we really need to be talking about the. I think it's north of twenty three thousand Palestinians that have died at the moment. But with with Israel probably promising at least two more months of this. Yes. And probably and more. I mean, the Biden administration is finally starting to say, hey, um, Israel, maybe you should be not quite so um, so cavalier in the way that you're attacking people. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's been very tepid, and it's been very slow, and it's been too late. And, I, and it's been horrific. Well, what do yeah. you think it is within the human outlook, the, the human who we are, that mm -hmm. ca causes us to believe that violence is a solution that can lead to peace. I mean, if, if we look at superhero movies, yeah. that's the way almost completely that that bad things and mm -hmm. evil yeah. is fixed is through violence. You got, yeah. and, and, But then you have the great thinkers, particularly uh, theological thinkers, who yeah. tell us things like hate begets hate. 
Yeah. Dr. King, hate begets hate, violence begets violence. Uh, and, and in some ways, it, there's, a, there's a giant gap in logic that happens when you say yeah. that you can use violence and aggression to create peace, because not just that those two don't seem to lead to each mm -hmm. other, but mm -hmm. that if you do, if you're successful in whatever yeah. it is you're trying to end yes. with violence, yeah. you don't achieve peace even if you think you do, because what you achieve is the mindset of everyone else who says, violence works. Yeah. Why, why do we do that? What is it within us that causes us to override the logic circuits of our heads? Because that just makes sense. I mean, if I'm looking around a room of people and everybody's nodding, yep, of course. It's not like I was saying anything new. Right. It's not like yeah. I was saying anything new. We all can logically get that ABC, yeah, of course. Yet, humanity acts like that over and over again. What do you think it is that causes that? So much so yeah. that we keep putting it in our movies. Yeah, right. So I, I agree. I think this is a problem with superhero movies. And I think that, like, a case in point is Batman, who I love. Batman's my favorite superhero, yeah. also a DC superhero, right? Who. Uh, goes out and tries to solve the violence of Gotham with his fists. And yet, like, if he were able to go to some therapy and, <laughs> and as Bruce Wayne, right. use True. his billions of dollars to create systemic change, right. do much more good. Um, I, yep. I think that we, we, we just have a, a problem as people. And thinking that that violence really will solve solve our problems. Right. That if if we are strong enough, if we are mighty enough, and I think it comes from a place of fear, Mark. Sure. You know that like we're afraid, and so the way we solve fear is with violence. And so if we could, uh, everyone, he continues to draw the circle wider. And I think that like Christianity ought to be doing that. We don't see Christianity doing Not that. Not enough of it anyway. No, but Christianity <laughs> ought to be doing that, right. drawing the circle wider. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we could probably just go on that one question for the rest of this segment, we, but I don't... We didn't solve that? Uh, nope. We, we got nope. close, right? Nope. We were really... You You were really close. Thank I, you. I, I, you've helped Thank me you. a amount. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Very appreciate appreciative that. of yeah. that. Uh, they will probably publish this, and you'll have a second dissertation, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so I'm going to ask another question here that I'm curious about. One of the lines, and I wish I could remember the character that says it, and I, I'm just blanking on it, but they're going into the volcano. Mm -hmm. They realize that they're using this, uh, this chemical, this, this ore that they have found. Orichalcum. Orichalcum, yeah. which is actually a, a historically noted in uh, mentions. Plato. In mentions. Plato mentions it. A few yeah. other, when they talk about the lost city of Atlantis, they talk about this almost as good as gold thing that happens. So it's interesting to bring it into the comics. We might get to that depending on how, where this question goes yeah. uh, uh, in the next question. But they say, they're talking about uh, Black Manta who has this, this vendetta against uh, Aquaman who is both yeah. from the earth and the sea. Right. And Black Manta just wants to destroy it all. Yes. Wants to see it all in. Yeah. And they say they're heating the atmosphere, they're burning that ore and that ore causes the problem. I mean, and that I know you loved the movie. I thought the movie was good, but yeah. I will say, beside the the weird, odd acting of, of Patrick Wilson, yeah, the the really heavy-handed use of orichalcum as oil and how it burning it causes climate damage, I thought was really 
really, really clumsy. Yeah. Uh, but that aside, they're burning it. He's doing it on purpose. He's not using it to fuel anything, anything like that. He's just burning it to destroy the planet uh, to, Wait. let's say, bring about the end of the world. Was that on the nose? <laughs> it was a little on the nose. Yeah. Uh, but And he's doing it to bring about the end of the world. Yeah. I'm curious, in the world today, and it might even relate to things we have talked about already, do you see folks doing harmful, dumb things uh, to bring about the end of the world? Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean without, without even thinking yes. yes. So one of the most problematic tenets of Christianity is that some Christians think that whenever – well, two things. That whenever in Genesis we read that God gave dominion over the earth, that that means we can do whatever we want with right. it. Right. That is a ridiculous interpretation uh, of that. The Greek word is passage. rada. Yes. And rada has more to do with uh, a, a, a benevolent. Uh, uh, yes, caring. Caring. Right. And not yes. an ownership and do what you want with Responsibility, it. right? Right. Yeah, so that is just an uninformed, ridiculous mm -hmm. interpretation of that. And, and the second thing is that uh, so many Christians also don't understand the book of Revelation, which I don't know, Mark, maybe has become one of my favorite books of the Bible because it it's so subversive. The, the moment you start reading it as yeah. a metaphor and subversive, uh, yeah. a, a subversive letter to support uh, marginalized groups. It's who are under cool. the foot of the empire. It's, yeah, it's sort great. of, yeah, it's I'm great. with you. Right, with yeah, you. yeah. So, uh, so many Christians misinterpret Revelation and think that it's about, like, a future apocalypse, and it's not. It is not, it, for all the reasons Mark just said. And so I, I, I think that some Christians want to bring about the apocalypse, like an actual end time through environmental collapse, that, that they think it's actually a theological yeah. goodness sure. to to actually destroy the earth, which is not only morally reprehensible, but is also killing the church. Right. You know, two much two most common reasons that uh, that people give for leaving church are perceived stances on LGBTQIA plus issues and climate change. Absolutely, because the church has been so bad at saying. Climate change is a moral issue that we care about. Yeah, and this, I'm, I'm going to push this even a little bit yeah. further to talk about something we, another issue that we've already talked about. I do think this also points to Christian Zionism in the United States and yeah. its relationship to yeah. Israel and support of the war in Gaza, because there is a belief from Christian Zionists that it is necessary for the Jewish folks to occupy all of Israel before the second coming in the new world can come about. And part of that needs to include uh, massive bloodshed. So much, I think it comes from Ezekiel, so much bloodshed that there won't be enough men in Israel to bury the dead. Mm. Mm. And think about what's going on in Gaza. Think about how Christian Zionism is supporting that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Hagee yeah. is the minister that's really behind the yeah. leader behind oh a lot gosh. of this and is, yeah. has an incredible influence on politicians and some of the politicians that are currently funding Israel. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're seeing this, this idea of, of how, how messed up this, this idea of salvation, really, that we need to not worry about this. Like, what we need to do is usher in the end of life so that the good people get a new world to live in. And that's behind a lot of this support. 
I, I, I mean, it's, am, it's, am I stretching that? No, you're not. And Hagee, he's a Blood Moon guy, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. The, these terrible books. Don't ever buy those. No. <laughs> the, the Blood Moon. But, yeah, I, so this is it all. It might be the one time I support a book burning. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. No, no bad mark. Bad mark. No yeah. book burnings, no matter no, what. No, yes, Everyone gets even, to say what they want. The even evil, even evil really books. Bad. Even evil books get to exist. You recycle those. You recycle them. Yes, yes, yeah. you recycle you them. You recycle them into toilet paper. I, I, I understand. I, I once <laughs> into toilet paper. <laughs> I, love that. I once recycled all the Left Behind books in I worship. Remember, and that was, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. So I think this all has to do with, like, a lack of knowledge about socio-historical context. Agreed. That if we understood the context in which things were written, and if clergy did a better job in their congregations of saying, this isn't authentic to what was originally supposed to be, uh, to, in this case, Hebrew Bible texts, or to the teachings of Jesus, that if we did a better job of that, I think we would avoid a a lot of this. And so I I think it's also morally reprehensible to try to usher in an end of the world, because I think that's a fundamental misunderstanding of Jesus's teachings about how it is that we're to create an alternative reality here on, on earth, earth in the here and now. Absolutely. Okay. Listen, as you can tell, as much as we like geeking out, talking about theopolitical things really lights the fire. We could go on really? for probably another two no. hours. No, you don't like that, we, do you? Uh, only a little bit. Yeah. Only okay. a little bit. We All could right. probably go on, but. Uh, in the interest of making sure that we respect everyone's time and keep the show on time, we're going to take a break. So you get all of, I think, about 30 seconds of a song to begin considering the questions that you might want to ask us around Aquaman, around the topics that we're talking about uh, in a segment we call Make Me Look Stupid. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show for our favorite segment, Make Me Look Stupid segment. Mark and I love to try and make each other look stupid or just to ask each other yeah, questions. That's either, true. Either that's one. true. He's very good at making me look stupid. Uh, I think it's actually the opposite. At, you're also better at stealing all of my questions that I had planned on asking you during the show. I didn't do that today, did, did I? Well, I? We don't have any questions. They have them. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So that's, I be- that's the beauty of this I show. Couldn't. Well, well I, I hope they have them because I didn't prepare any questions. Well, I mean, it's I thought maybe. Well, no. I mean, you're so o- you're always prepared so much <laughs> that I thought uh, you probably right. just had well, questions uh, just in case no one uh, in the audience. I, I could ask some of the questions we didn't get to in the theopolitical segment. So okay, I, I, so you do. Did I steal any right. of those questions? Right. Uh, no, you no. didn't. No, okay. no. Yeah, because I kind of crossed over accidentally. Accidentally, I saw it was already planned out on your little pad over there. What accident? Don't look at my pad. <laughs> don't look at that. You know, usually we don't have this problem because we're, we're across uh, the country, country from each apart. other. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so hey, in the in this section, what we ask is for you to ask us questions. So and it doesn't have to be to make us look stupid. I mean, it's if better at, if, if you do. It to Caleb, I appreciate it if yeah, it is to make yeah, him look yeah, stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Very much. But just yeah, curiosity, you. things thank that you. we talked about that you might want to hear a little bit 
uh, more about, or if uh, you were one of the groups, I know I talked to a few people who had seen the movie, it can also just be a geeked out, like, oh, this part of the movie, what'd you think of that? Uh, but we're curious, we got a little bit of time, and maybe 10 minutes or here, so here, yeah. we can take some questions. So does anyone have questions that they're curious about that would like to ask us? And I'll stand up. Right, I'll, Jim, of course. You'll Jim, have to, Jim, you're going to have to come over here. Come on over. Jim, okay. Jim is an honorary advisor to progressivechristianity.org's board, so we're glad to have him here. <laughs> okay, gentlemen. Yes. Um, how would you re-rate Aquaman to make it non-violent? Ah, that's a great oh. question. Caleb's yeah. going to start. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. So, okay, so in this, actually, actually, I think I can I answer I this that, yeah. easily. Okay. So, one of, the, one of the things that we see in Aquaman's journey is his growth towards forgiveness and compassion. And so, in the first movie, what happens is... Black Manta, the big bad of Aquaman, his dad dies, and Aquaman just leaves him there, and he says, ask the sea for forgiveness as he dies. If he had extended compassion to Black Manta's father, perhaps Black Manta wouldn't have sought vengeance throughout the second movie. So I think that that's like... Something that we can yeah. all learn from that maybe, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And if that hadn't happened, if, yeah. if we just enter the movie where it is, yeah. and that has already happened as it is, okay. Black Manta has been hurt in his mind. He, he believes that he has been wronged by Aquaman. And Aquaman, as you said, is in this growth, beginning to learn how to do okay. forgiveness. Uh, and, and while I don't know that it would make great movie making, but, you know, I'm not a screenwriter. I'm sure someone could figure out how to make this moving and compassionate. But what really needed to happen was a moment of, of truth and reconciliation. We needed mm. to see them come together and black men to have the opportunity to express how and why he was hurt and the role that Aquaman played in it. And then okay. Aquaman can respond to it, and then you can begin to have a dialogue, to have a common understanding, find common ground, and to move forward in a way where everyone gets to live and the world gets to be better. Okay, so I, I like this. I don't much. know. That's pretty inspirational. That I, might work in a movie. I like this because it means that, okay, so in an ideal world, Aquaman like behaves perfectly, but right. if he doesn't... What you're saying is that there's still an opportunity Absolutely. to for forgiveness there. and for reconciliation and that we have like a responsibility to pursue that. There is, and this is so biblical and such a core cornerstone of Christianity that for both Manta and Aquaman, there is the opportunity to have forgiveness. Yeah, and to grow in a, in a new new way, to, to 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 be restored, so to speak. I really like that. Okay, what other <sighs> questions do we have? Does anyone else have questions? Yeah, yes. Lucia, come on up. Woohoo! By the way, by the way, everybody who is watching us live right now, you have Lucia to thank, and, and her team. She has a, a yeah. team that's helping make this all happen. So thank you, thank you. Yes, thank yes. you all. All right. So the question I have for both of you, I want to hear your perspective. What's your all's perspective on the necromass kingdom, like the for, like the kingdom that the was erased? The, the extra kingdom. The extra kingdom, but then like you know what they did, like how do you tie that to theology? I'm just very curious. 
I'm going to let you go first. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I have the microphone. Deep. So I'm going to let... No, 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 I had a microphone first. <laughs> <laughs> and I went first last time, so Mark gets to go first this time. Because so, uh, that's a great question, and I want to hear what he the said. end of that question. Like, the, the seventh kingdom that was destroyed and, put yep. and, and locked into ice because of the evil, the question is... How does that tie into the other guys? Well, I mean, a part part of it is I, I, that there are always kingdoms who are so focused on power and finding that power that they're willing to sacrifice anything. And one of the things that that king represents is the willing to to sacrifice self in order to find and achieve power. He was willing to become something completely different than who he really was in response to the world around him. And in some ways, you know, it's very easy to vilify that. But also, I think it's important as Christians to back up and, and recognize there was something about the world and the environment and how he chose to respond to it that made him feel like that that was the response he only had. And it's sort of our responsibility to begin to figure out how to make sure that we don't pressure people into places where they feel like it, that the only way that they can have meaning and success in their life is to be something other than who they were born to be. We don't do a good job with that. And in this case, we have this king who was born one way, and in order to achieve everything that he felt like the world was pushing him towards, he had to become something completely different than, than he ever was. I like that. Uh, yes, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Caleb saying, that sounds good, but I'm not sure it's right. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah, I think it sounds good. I think that, you know, power corrupts. And as absolute I say. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's yes? right. Absolutely. That's right. That, yes. And so I think that. One of the things that we as Christians try to do is to ensure that we are keeping power in check, uh-huh. right? So that we're not... 100%, yes. Yes. It's and a key so, role. Yeah, and so I think that's one of the messages of Jesus, yep. is that that's one of the things that we're doing. I like Mark's answer. I'll stick Great with that. Question, though. Okay. Great question, though. Great question. One more. Who we else? got time for yeah. one more. Me? You? Maggie? One more. Wild. All right. Lyle, retired disciples minister. Uh, I think the whole discussion about uh, about Israel and Hamas begins with the book, The Lemon Tree. I'm not familiar. Have you read it, the book? I'm not lemon familiar. Tree? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, it's the uh, tree that's growing there. It's a lemon tree uh-huh. producing lemons. And then in 1948, they came in and pieces of the uh, oh. and turned it over to Israel and so it became a, a tree in the yard of a Israel uh, oh, yeah. Israeli person. Yeah. Wow, I need to find that. I, it sounds yeah. it yeah. sounds brilliant and yeah. such a beautiful way of describing the reality of what has happened there yeah. and what's caused this led to this divide and the, and, and I, 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 I think we all, including everyone watching online, it's called the lemon tree. Yeah, the Sounds lemon like tree. we all need to make sure that we read yeah. that. Uh, the best thing that we can do, and one of the things I think that that points to, we've had a pretty good discussion about Gaza here, is recognize the importance of education in this area. It's very easy to listen to all the talking heads and just buy into the sides that feel the best, that make us feel like, oh, yeah, that must be it, that must be it. I, I can't 
it's important in all spaces. This is such a complicated issue that we need to have, we need to find books like The Lemon Tree. We need to research the history of the occupation of Palestine and, and yeah. all of the things that have gone on there so we can really have an informed, uh, an informed outlook on this. Well, I mean, this has been fun. It, it has been. Oh, Goose, there are other incredible podcasts that happen. There's great speakers. There's interactive yeah. resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much that goes on. So we'd encourage you to come and, and yeah, join us. Yeah, Wild Goose is incredible. Absolutely. And I love coming to that, and I love being with you, Mark. Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's the best. It's been so fun doing this in person. And uh, I'm thinking that, you know, yeah. next week, unfortunately, we're not going to be here at Uptown I know. Tavern we, we're we're still going to do a show, but. Yes, that's right. Um, but we're going to be online. So we're what do you think on. we should do? Uh, the thing that I have been curious about so far, so we are both Star Trek, Star Wars types of fans. We are. And, hey, did you notice that Star Wars is on the TV? I did. I, I it, mean, is it, there anything better? If, if you're watching me kind of glance every now and then, it's usually because I'm like, oh, oh Ooh, ch- ah, yes, hand, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so I think what we should do, Zack Snyder wanted to make a Star Wars film. Yeah. And he pitched his idea. He wanted mine. I'm going to miss you in person. But I agree. But great here. And great to be with all hey, of you. Thanks for coming. Thanks to all of you for yes. being here. We can't tell you how much we appreciate Woo! it. so much we appreciate you being here yes thank you cheers to you all lucia and bruce yeah uh, big and, hey big yeah, applause to lucia you. and bruce and all of those who made